last week we caught up with the Northern Territory Transport Association, the Road Transport Association, following monsoonal rain uh, to find out what impacts it's having on road freight and also food supplies. Now, at the time, there were some concerns for parts of the Stewart Highway, particularly around Tennant Creek and on the Barclay Highway. Joining me on the line right now from the Northern Territory Road Transport Association, the Chief Executive, Louise Bellato. Good morning to you, Louise. Good morning, Katie. Louise, how are things going on our roads at the moment? Well, very busy for the truckies over the weekend uh, with the um, rail line closed uh, near Tennant Creek. So there was a huge push. And I know some of our um, managers of uh, trucking companies that don't usually drive were uh, in trucks trying to move uh, the container freight from Alice Springs through to Darwin to try and reduce the amount of disruption that we've, uh, we would be experiencing otherwise with yeah. the uh, rail line down probably for a few more days. So that was a, a, a huge uplift and, uh, again, um, full credit to the truckies who stepped up and uh, have made sure that we try and keep it as seamless as possible with the rail um, not able to get through to Darwin. Oh, absolutely. It means that we've all still got everything that we need or, the you know, the large majority of, of what we sort of need. How many extra, uh, you know, how many tru- extra trucks are on the road or how many extra sort of resources were required? Well, we had probably about uh, a dozen extra um, triple road trains. The the tricky thing for the rail is that the uh, containers are 48 foot long and so they don't just sit comfortably on a regular flat top. Mm-hmm. They need uh, scale trailers that um, will accommodate those larger rail containers. So that's a that adds another dimension to the uh, logistics exercise. It's not just a simple, straightforward um, off the rail in Alice Springs and up to Darwin. There was a lot more um, coordinated effort. And also there was more uh, refrigerated vans uh, needing to to move some of the uh, perishable freight off the rail to um, do the Alice to Darwin run, who usually would have been going... Darwin back to Adelaide and, and, and back again. So there was a bit of um, shuffling, or there still is yeah. um, shuffling around to make sure that the two retailers are um, fully stocked. But our bigger issue at the moment is obviously uh, supporting Kununurra and uh, Halls Creek because you know, their only lifeline these days is the Victoria Highway and the Stewart Highway. And um, as you know, the uh, Victoria River peaked at the um, the bridge overnight. I think it was two metres above the bridge height and it's on its way down, supposedly, but um, that could take, you know, three or four days at least and yeah. we're hoping that the road infrastructure uh, around uh, the Victoria Highway and the, um, the inn uh, hasn't been damaged so that that road can be reopened. But, uh, Katie, the other tricky thing is the Timber Creek now and where the the low is sitting over that uh, region still and uh, what that might mean for uh, if the Timber Creek... uh, is flooded, then it doesn't matter that um, the Victoria River uh, mm. comes down for those people in Kalinara. And so, Louise, are you sort of expecting at this point in time any delays um, when it comes to, you know, to those areas that you've just spoken about or, or any further concerns? By the sounds of it, all eyes are on those areas. 
Yes, they are. Well, huge concerns. Um, obviously, the Western Australian government is looking at uh, our military um, capacity sitting in Catherine uh, today to see what uh, air freight needs to be moved into um, or foodstuffs into Kununurra by air. And they're also uh, looking at the barge that has been um, going from Broome to Derby, whilst yep. that road's been um, out of um, action, to look at whether that can be uh, taken across to uh, Wyndham to support the community there. Because it's not just Kamanara and Halls Creek, it's yeah. all the other communities in between and, and Balgo. So, uh, yeah, the territory essentially is a, a lifeline for them now. And the rains and the, um, you know, the weather events have just been unprecedented. Yeah, gee, it's tough, isn't it, for some of those communities? And then you look at what's going on uh, in, you know, just uh, over the border, I suppose, in uh, in WA there. And I, we know how it feels to be cut off like that. So if there is any way that the Northern Territory can help, um, it can only be a good thing. Yes, it, yes. Um, the Western Australian Government also announced a freight subsidy uh, for those um businesses affected because we know that uh, we've got trucks stopped in Catherine as we speak yeah. uh, with, um, you know, uh, fertilisers and seeds and, um, you know, uh, items for the Ord River businesses that are, um, you know, waiting for those uh, supplies to be able to do their, their thing this dry season. And uh, they're paying a lot more for the uh, cost of freight in that area because the... Uh, you know, the Fitzroy mm. Crossing Bridge is out and will be out for probably two years. You know, we're hoping for the causeway in the dry season to be up and running, yep. but uh, that's going to take a huge amount of effort. Louise, how many of those trucks are stuck in Catherine at this point? I was trying to get numbers first thing this morning. Uh, they seem to be um, spread out a little bit, but uh, there's, there's probably at least a dozen waiting to um, go across to uh Kununurra and um, uh, the Ord right now, or, yeah. or maybe a few less than that doing the, the business runs, but um, we've got fuel trucks also who are uh, waiting to get through to service those communities. Some of them managed to get through before the river went up on the weekend um, and just snuck through, but uh, they, they're waiting to get back now too. Mm. Oh, it's tough going, really tough going for them. Louise, before I let you go, we've been talking sort of cost of living. I know that everybody is at this point, but I, I did note that uh, Federal Labor had a proposal to impose a 10% per year increase in fuel taxes and registration charges on the nation's tra- uh, truckies. Um, it would cost Australia's uh, near 50,000 trucking companies an additional $2.6 billion over three years is what is being reported. Uh, what's your take? on this? Uh, well, we put in a submission uh, in response to that uh, for the road user charge to actually reflect the cost of doing business in remote Australia because mm. all of our truckies, besides having to pay a road user charge for roads that are impassable or uh, substandard uh, a lot of the time, like now, um, we're paying the same road user charge that the Eastern Seaboard does who are able to operate um, 12 months of the year. So our submission calls for a um, uh, an incentive for remote Australia by halving the road user charge rather than actually seeing an increase in the, the cost of that. The, the Northern Territory Government has... Um, understood the impact of uh, registration. So the Northern Territory Government registration 
heavy vehicle registrations haven't kept up with the um, eastern seaboard under the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator for years. We've you know, our, our um, price rise in October was 1.5%. Uh, interstate, they were looking at 3.7% uh, registration hikes. So we're saying the same with the road user charges, mm-hmm. that it should not be a one-size-fits-all road user charge besides the freight costs, um, fuel costs is more in remote Australia, and you just can't do business 24-7, uh, 365 days of the year. Yeah. So it's, it's not a level playing field. Yeah, I think it's an incredibly good point. And, uh, and no doubt, de- well, by the sounds of one, sounds of it, one that you've definitely made very clear, which is a great thing. Uh, Louise Bellato, it is always good to catch up with you. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank, Thank you. you.